0: Tricks are not just for kids. They're also for dogs and puppies. It doesn't matter the age of the dog. Teaching good tricks is going to help enhance your relationship and your workability with your young dog. That's exactly what we're talking about today on the McCann Dogs podcast. Welcome back to McCann Dogs.
1: If your dog is can wave to somebody or, you know, cover their, their nose with their paw, you know, Even the person who doesn't like dogs, they like that. Yes. They do like that. Yeah. You know what I really like about that too
0: is it helps to break down that barrier. Yes. So if, for example, that person has had a bad experience and they're weary of dogs or a little wary of Mm -hmm. dogs, then seeing that and breaking that little bit of hesitation, even if, you know, the dog's... 15 feet away right. and they're seeing it. That little smile like that,
1: right. that has gotta
0: be therapeutic.
1: Right, yes. It really has to be therapeutic.
0: Yes. So that's yeah. awesome. So
1: teaching dogs tricks is it's just a way of bringing happiness. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Um I like to show
0: off my tricks, of course, too, but my motivation for teaching tricks, there's there's so many different motivators here. And one of them is that it is the opportunity to teach more communication with my dog. True. Yes. And to do so in a way where there's no pressure, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter if my dog doesn't master a a shake-a-paw or a high-five or a spin Mm -hmm. for three months. I mean, that's probably pretty extensive. I can usually teach those tricks in about three minutes because they're fairly straightforward tricks to teach. Mm -hmm. But having said that, who cares if they don't, Right. right? What's the worst thing that happens? Whereas with my recall, Mm -hmm. You know, the worst thing that happens if I don't get a good recall with my dog could be fatal, could be an awful situation. So there's pressure to get that done and get it done quickly Mm -hmm. and then be able to afford the dog more freedom because, you know, you have this complex skill Mm -hmm. that you can rely on to get them to come back to you and uh, like some of these skills that we teach our dogs are so crucial that we need to get them done and there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of pressure to do so but with tricks it's just fun it's fun yes you know there's no pressure Mm -hmm. there's no consequence if they don't get it right exactly it's
1: like we you know we go to school and we're learning you know crucial things for life but then we also have our hobbies and our hobbies are fun and we're still learning you know hobbies are teaching us and they're we're developing new skills and that's what tricks are they're they're almost like our dog's hobbies absolutely yes as opposed to their work yeah
0: and the more you can get in repetition on things that are sort of like low-key and chill the more your dogs learn to read you and Mm -hmm. learn to read the things that you're asking them to do and this communication develops and now we can use that in our important training skills right right? we can use the communication we develop through tricks Mm -hmm. to help build that recall Mm -hmm. because our dogs have a better opportunity to be able to understand us, to be able to, you know, read what we're asking
1: them to do, get it right, and mm-hmm.
0: therefore form the skill that we're looking to teach right, them. Yes.
1: Yeah. And often too, like when we teach tricks, we naturally smile, we're naturally relaxed. We'll laugh at the dog too. And those are all things that build relationship yeah, in, a, so in a good fun. way. Cause we're, yeah. we're, we're in a leadership role teaching, but at the same time we're doing it in a fun way. Yeah. It's Funding. like, yeah, it's being in like being in a class with a great teacher that's laughing and having fun, but you're learning yes absolutely you just don't quite realize you're learning because you're having so much right exactly Yes. yeah such a such a great
0: thing to do Mm -hmm. i love tricks um what are some of your favorite tricks that you've ever taught your dogs anything that stands out
1: um, well, one of my, mo- my my favorite memories of a trick is uh, something simple. It was just shake a paw and uh, such a simple trick. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboy My Saluki, I've mentioned in other podcasts, was in a, a children's production of the opera Aida mm-hmm. and there was five productions of it. And afterwards we would all go um, like for, uh, there was like wine and cheese and other refreshments. The wine wasn't for the children, of course. <laughs> Well, there they
0: was, wouldn't be able to get past. There you was just for them. Anyways. That's true. Sure yeah, that you would have had that covered. Right.
1: So. <laughs> and people were all dressed up. You know, you dress up to go to mm-hmm. the opera. And uh, of course, Cowboy would come in as one of the stars of the opera. And uh, she would, uh, you know, people were walking around with their food plates and all that. And she would uh, sit quietly beside me. And as people approached her, she could re- she recognized that they had cheese and uh-huh. other other delicacies that she would like to indulge in too. And she would offer a paw to them.
0: Please, so sir, yes, so
1: people. And she was a big, <laughs> tall, lanky dog, so mm-hmm. you could really see that foot coming up. And uh, uh, she also was dressed as a um, an Egyptian dog, so she had a little bit of bling on her too, and her okay. legs were wrapped brightly. And uh, as people approached with their their tray of goodies, she would raise her paw, Aww. and I knew that she was saying, "I want your cheese." Here, shake my paw so I can get it. <laughs> but the people took it as she was like, hello and 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 giving and greeting like a greeting her, like, you know, shake my hand, meet me. And Aww. it made her the star of I the bet. after get togethers. And bet. she did that all on her own. Aww. And I thought, this is just so special. Like and I was just it I just is. loved it. Such a simple trick. But yet it turned into something special yes. uh, those evenings. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, and what a
1: nice way to say, like,
0: please, can I have a cookie instead of, like, just shoving her face in their right. plate or seeing the food coming and jumping up on right. them yes. or something like that. That's yes. so adorable. Right, yes. Aw, cowboy, you were one in a million. She was a good dog. She was yes. a good dog. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I remember that production and I've right. seen pictures and mm-hmm. some really neat stuff. She did yes. great in yes. that. Yes. So. Yeah. How, how about you? What's your favorite trick? I would say, hmm, my favorite favorite trick the one that stands out the most that popped into my head immediately that i probably is the one that i'm the most proud of was teaching jaden to sneeze on command oh that yes that. and it took a long time. Mm -hmm. So uh, in terms of methodology, there's a couple of different methods that you can use to teach tricks. And one of them is capturing. Mm -hmm. Capturing is basically taking being opportunistic when things happen in a natural Mm -hmm. fashion. So anytime Jaden would sneeze, I would mark yes and then reward it somehow. If I if I had food on me, it would be food because Mm -hmm. that's the easiest. And and that's usually the it's usually the thing that gets your dog's attention Mm -hmm. the most. So they go, oh, why did I get that cookie? Especially right. like when, when we have thinking learning yes. dogs that know how right. to offer behaviors mm-hmm. and know how to capitalize mm-hmm. on reinforcement, mm-hmm. um, they will start to think and pattern through those behaviors. Okay, what got me that cookie? What it, What can I do again to get another cookie? Mm-hmm. So eventually what happens with capturing once you've rewarded it well enough and- I got off track a little bit there. I said, if I had food on me, I would reward with food because it's easiest. But if I didn't have food on me and it happened naturally, I would make sure to reward with something else. So I would still take that opportunity to Mm -hmm. mark yes, to pinpoint Mm -hmm. that event with my marker. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes, being specifically an event marker that says, this is what's earned you the cookie. Mm -hmm. It's very powerful for the dog. Right. Right. So he would sneeze. I would say yes. And he'd be He'd look at me and then if I didn't have food on me, I would play with him or I'd give Mm -hmm. him, you know, a good body rub or whatever the case may be. You know, he had all sorts of, of rewards that were not Mm -hmm. food that he, I knew he enjoyed so I could use those to continue to drive Mm -hmm. behaviors. And over a matter of time, and I can't remember. I wish I had uh, a better memory about how long it took me to capture that. Um, I do know that he did it through the majority of his life. So it must have been young in his life that I was able to get that on cue. But basically, once he knew offering this Mm -hmm. sneeze would get him a reward, Mm -hmm. he would start to just, like, Blow nose blow air out through his, his nose. nose. Yeah. And it wasn't really a sneeze, but he it, it he was, was trying. close enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. close enough that I could say, Hey, look, my dog can sneeze on cue. Right. So I would say a chew to him and he would go
1: <laughs> back at me and
0: it would look like a sneeze enough <laughs> right. that, yeah. you know, yes. he would get the reward. Yeah. So I eventually put that on cue. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in scenarios where I knew that chances are he's gonna offer this, <laughs> <laughs> I would proceed it with the a chew cue. Right. And let's talk about cues for a second because I think this is a, this is a place where people often get confused with dog training and they end up throwing words at their dogs and expecting the dogs to somehow understand that. Right. So let's talk
1: about cues. When do you add a cue? I don't add a cue until the dog is doing the behavior. Perfect. Yes.
0: Name it once they know it. Right. So if you think about what we're doing here, we're creating associations. Mm-hmm. So If you're learning a different language, say you're learning, you know what, I'm gonna say say you're learning English because I don't speak any other language as well and I'll just embarrass myself trying to make this (laughs) point. (laughs) So if I show you a cue card with a picture of an apple and I say apple, that's gonna create an association. Mm -hmm. If on the other hand, I simply start saying apple, 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 but I don't give you any indication of what apple is. And you don't know what that word means, there's gonna be some confusion there for you. You're gonna be like, What? Why do you keep saying this thing? Right. And eventually you'll just tune out the person because like I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Eventually you say, you know, that there's no significance with this word apple that you keep saying. So I'm just gonna forget it. I'm gonna tune it out. I'm gonna it's not important. It's not important for my safety, my existence, Mm -hmm. whatever. It's not gonna earn me reward because it's just this word that keeps getting thrown out. So you're actually making your job harder Mm -hmm. by adding that cue before the dog understands the behavior right. so think about the behavior as the cue card the picture of the apple on the cue card that makes the word apple make sense mm-hmm. the dog's sneezing in this case is the apple and now i'm going to associate a word with it right so the sneeze i say chew, either as it's just happening and capturing or just before if i possibly mm-hmm. can you know if i'm good enough to predict that this sneeze is coming i can throw out that word achoo then get the sneeze mm-hmm. and then reward it, and I'm creating an association. So now I'm basically showing my dog the cue card because they know the behavior already, and then
1: associating the word with it. Right.
0: And now he can uh, he can understand mm-hmm. that's an apple, right? Great, that's
1: a sneeze. That's what I do when I when we right. say a you oh. And dogs aren't used to learning by language. No, they're so not. For, that's
0: an excellent point. For
1: humans, it's natural for us to use language. Yeah. Dogs. In the dog world, we'll never, ever, ever use language to learn something. It's yeah. all body cues and signals. Yeah. So it's very foreign for our dogs to actually learn our words. It's actually it uh, shows what marvelous creatures they are. Yes. They truly are amazing. Yes. They're so
0: gifted mm-hmm. and they're so intelligent.
1: Right. And they're so adaptable. Yes.
0: You know, if we moved into their world, we would be trying to take it over and make it our world. Right. But they move into our world
1: and we say, okay, you know what? I'm going to show you a few things of how this is done. And they go, Okay. Right. Sure. Yes. Yeah. It really is amazing that we can take an animal and bring them into our homes yes. and have them behave. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the, the communication between
0: two species. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. And when you're training a dog to understand you and communicate with you, the more you can, the more time you can spend working on these concepts and working on helping them understand our communication, the better off you are. And then that we go right back to the beginning where I said tricks are so good for building communication. Right, so yes. it's not just about being cute and showing off. Mm-hmm. That's a great side uh, side effect, right. but we want to make sure that we're building this communication and we're helping our dogs learn different methods of learning as well. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned capturing. I also want to talk about luring in mm-hmm. a nutshell. Tell us what luring is.
1: Luring is is when you use generally foods. So you mm-hmm. pinch a food between your fingers and you move the food in the direction that you. want the dog to go. Yes. And our goal is for the dog
0: to follow the food easily so Mm -hmm. that they understand that when they see this cookie, we can use it to manipulate them into different things. You know, I could take this cookie and I could move my hand in a circle and have my dog follow that. That's me teaching them a spin. So I move my hand in a circle. I say Mm -hmm. yes when they get to the end of the spin. I reinforce with that cookie. I do that several times. Mm -hmm. I'm not using a cue yet. And then once I get to the point where I can sort of like just use a little gesture with my hand and my dog goes, oh, I'm supposed to spin that circle. And Mm -hmm. then I get the cookie. Now I can start saying spin. Then do the lure action then yes and reward at that point. So that's how I add a cue on that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your pup will be ready for you to add cues quite quickly, depending Mm -hmm. on how difficult the task is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll take you quite a while before you get to the point where you can add a cue. Right. Yes. Like I find roll
1: over can sometimes mm -hmm. take a little bit of time. Some dogs roll over really quick. Other dogs, it's, it takes a long time to get them to do that. Well, you had corgis. I'm curious, was that a really tough trick? Because
0: they don't, and necessarily have the same weight to be able to shift themselves. I found, around. yeah, they
1: got used to get stuck on their back with their <laughs> legs in the air, <laughs> the and so that often, like a cockroach, like a cockroach, <laughs> yes, yes, just cockroach. So that actually one one rolled better than the other. Okay, Gavin rolled better than Iggy. So why I remember why was that? What do you think? He just seemed rollier. <laughs> I don't know. Iggy, Iggy had a different. <laughs> yeah, he just was rollier he, than he was rollier. He was rollier. Uh, I'm but always so also, curious. I, I think too. <laughs> I was a more experienced dog trainer okay. when I got Gavin, gotcha, so Gavin. I think maybe that's why he was a gotcha. bit rollier. But um, yeah, so the the rollover because there was more little steps, it took far longer for me to add the word in. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and just, there's there's yeah. nothing wrong with taking your time no. with adding the cue in. And and you know what? There's they can do it off a signal too. So it's not, you know, like I, like I, you know, I could just make a little rolling motion with my hand and they know what that means too. So you've taught them two things. You've taught them a signal and a verbal. Absolutely. yes. Because people often say my dog knows signals and I think, well, that's not that big a deal. Signals are far easier for a dog to learn than a verbal. I'm more impressed by a dog that can go just on a verbal with no, no other signal or body language. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely.
0: And if you use good timing when you're adding the command or the cue into your trick, you will be able to isolate the verbal only or the signal only, and you'll be able to have the best of both worlds. Like, for example, with Jaden, way back when, I actually taught him to bark on just a hand signal Mm -hmm, so that when he would go, so he did a couple of... um, Movie shoots or whatever. Movie shoots, photo shoots. He was on a Super Chew package for Purina. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, Super way back chews. when. Way back when <laughs> when we used to do this stuff. Right, yeah. And I would want him to be able to be on set with me... Outside of the range of the camera. Mm -hmm. And I'd want to be able to cue him to bark. Right. So I would actually just make a yapping noise with my finger. Mm -hmm. Yapping gesture with my fingers. Yeah.
1: Shannon's (laughs) do (laughs) it. If if you want to see this, go to YouTube. Because you can watch us on YouTube (laughs) and see Shannon's yapping fingers. Now I'm doing (laughs) it. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: Yapping fingers. So (laughs) (laughs) the good timing piece
1: is, what's the good timing piece? I'm still thinking about the yapping fingers. Yapping fingers. So yes, you, you've sorry, got me. You've got me completely <laughs> off uh, off kilter now.
0: Using good timing,
1: so basically, good, if separating, if I, yeah, yeah, exactly. separating yeah, separating the word, the verbal from the signal by a split second. Yeah, so they hear it, then see it. Hear it, then see it. Exactly.
0: Yes. So, for example, I would want to say spin. Then do my little gesture, then yes and reward rather than saying spin as I gesture at the same time because then my dog is probably going to have all of these stacked cues in there and he's going to need to see the signal and hear the cue because that's how he learned to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you take away one of those components, he might throw up some confusion there. So ideally, I want my dog eventually to do it on one or the other. I don't Mm want to have to use both. Um, It's not the end of the world if I have to use both, certainly, but it's good Mm -hmm. training to be able to isolate it onto just the verbal command yes i what have a have I have a story too to about about
1: it's 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 similar I to your yapping you your yapping fingers <gasps> so iggy, iggy used to bark on yapping fingers too okay and she also barked on the verbal speak and i used to use the verbal speak this was funny so back in my 20s i had uh my my minivan Or maybe I had a station wagon back then. And I had the solid airline crates. Okay. And I had three of them in there. So I couldn't see the crate at the very back, which was Iggy's. And sometimes I'd load everyone into the car and I'd sit in the car and then I'd have this weird thing. Did I put all the dogs in the car or are some still running about? And that's weird, but. And I I could look. It's
0: like. Going, uh, did I turn off the stove? I right, better go yes. back and check.
1: Did I lock the front door?
0: Like you just, you get yes. into rote and you don't. Right. Yeah.
1: So the way the crates were set up, I could look back and I could see, I could see Saber's crate and I could see Gavin's crate, but I couldn't see in Iggy's crate. Ugh. So I used to say, Iggy, speak, speak, and then I'd hear a little bark. Yep, Iggy's in the car. We're good <laughs> to go. <laughs> I don't have to drive back 500 miles. Right. Yes. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah. But I remember. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Quite often. Iggy, speak. <laughs> and, uh, and I also was just reassuring she was also my answering remember back the olden days of answering machines when you yes. had the big thing on your coffee table <laughs> that was when um, so my answering machine was you'd hear like I used the signal and so you didn't hear anything also you'd hear bark bark, bark, Iggy says to leave your message after the beep, oh, that's so funny, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's cute, yes. Now we just have this call answer thing I, don't I know, know if we can do that anymore. I know, I guess you could put I it I right guess up you to your could, yeah. Yeah. Times have changed. Yeah, they have. Yeah, I remember running in and I'd run to the coffee table or the end table and I'd push. Oh, it's flashing! I got it. Machine it. Telephone it. Why can't I talk? I don't I know. Because I'm excited. I'm overexcited. <laughs> You're and overstimulated. I, I am. Stop I'd, it. I push the button and then you'd hear click, 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 and everything would start and then the the cassette would go <laughs> it was around. An actual tape. Yeah. Yep. An actual cassette actual tape. tape. Yeah. And then you'd listen to your messages. And, <laughs> ooh, oh my goodness. Yes.
0: That's hilarious. That just takes me back. The good old
1: days. The good old days.
0: Have you seen that uh, there's um, like a Facebook, whatever, video that floats around of a couple of young people trying to figure out how to use a rotary dial phone? I have. That's funny. <laughs> for, for those of us that right. lived back in the era right. where rotary dial phones yeah. were a thing, like I can totally appreciate yeah. that they would be like, what is that noise when I pick up the handset? Right, yeah. Because we don't do dial yeah. tones really yeah.
1: anymore. yeah. And like, to and yeah, remember the yeah. sensation you'd put your finger in that, yep. that feel as you, and then it
0: would roll back and then it would take 10 minutes just to dial a phone number. Yep. And if you dialed wrong, you'd be in trouble. Actually, it's funny because uh, when we would lose power at the hall, yep. um, uh, probably up until like seven or eight years ago, we would have to plug in a rotary dial phone Mm -hmm. and use that to dial out. And of course we're in the country. So a lot of times phone numbers are long distance. Mm -hmm. So I would be dialing three digits for the Mm -hmm. area code and then another seven for the phone number. And of course it takes forever because you dial and then wait wait, and then dial and then wait. And of course I would get to the end of that last digit and it would go, we're sorry you need to dial 1 before uh, I'm so upset cuz right. i just spent 10 minutes right. dialing yes. this phone. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's funny. And often Thank we're phoning to tell
1: people classes are canceled. Yeah. We have no power here. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh just the uh the perils How of the we- early technology, eh?
1: Yeah, we've went From training tricks to
0: discussing rotary dial phones. I know. What's next? Let's talk about engineers in trains conducting. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay. Let's get back to tricks, actually, because that's probably a more interesting conversation. (laughs) So we talked about um, capturing. We Mm -hmm. talked about luring. I want to talk about shaping. Mm -hmm. So in a nutshell, what is shaping?
1: Shaping is getting the dog to offer the behavior. Waiting the dog out till they offer that behavior. Yeah.
0: So with shaping, I might have like a lofty goal, like a really big goal. You mm-hmm. know, my my goal might be for my dog to um, dial a
1: rotary dial. Phone. Dial a rotary dial. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> you better let, let a toenail. One toenail needs to grow long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> licorice. <Yeah. laughs> um
0: I might have to I might want to teach my dog to grab a blanket and then roll himself up in it for example. So this is a this is an elaborate trick.
1: A dog burrito.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to get that just from luring. I'm not going to get that from just, you know, capturing. Mm-hmm. This is never going to happen naturally for my dog. So what I need to do is I need to find little approximations. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're little tiny guesses on the dog's part and once you teach your dog how to shape you have a dog that says okay i know that in this scenario when you say i usually cue it i say mm-hmm. do something with my dogs because yeah. i don't like them just offering random right, behaviors yes. when i don't look at me with my wavy yes, arms yes here. i don't I like say, them throwing i say random
1: behaviors what can you do yeah, yeah what see, can that's you do good one too yeah i just cue it i'll or have show some me food something ready yeah. yeah
0: do something exactly yeah. exactly just yeah. some sort of cue and then you can Go through this wonderful
1: shaping session. Mm -hmm. And sometimes shaping changes to something different. Like I might say, hmm, I want my dog to to back up and, you know, go to that chair. Mm -hmm. And then they start to offer something different. And I think, oh, I'm going to go with this instead. And now my dog is, you know, maybe sidestepping sideways and, you know, Mm -hmm. standing on a mat. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I just made that up.
0: Hey, it works because that's the way shaping
1: evolves. Right. Yeah.
0: So let's use a simpler uh, example than rolling in the blanket. So maybe I want my dog to crawl underneath a chair. Okay. So in the initial stages of this exercise for shaping... I am going to look for any sort of interaction or focus on the chair that there is. So I'm not looking for my dog right from the onset to go to the chair and go underneath the chair. That would be, I would be sitting there forever waiting to capture that because Mm -hmm. why would my dog offer that naturally? But if every time my dog glances at the chair, even if they're a few feet away from it, I say yes and reward, pretty soon my dog says, oh, Got something to do with that chair mm-hmm. um it, it, for those of us that remember games that weren't electronic because technology has come so far mm-hmm. when we used to play with our friends and we would play hot and cold right that's yes. sort of that's shaping yes. if you remove the hot element because mm-hmm. we're not telling our dogs that they're wrong 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 when right. we're shaping we're telling them when they're right 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 mm-hmm. so we're looking for a, a guess that is slightly closer to the end product than right. the guess before it was mm-hmm. so that first that first thing that i reward might be them looking at the chair then I might insist on them moving a step towards the chair. Again, this is definitely not my end goal of them going underneath the chair. It's, mm-hmm. them, it's them moving in the direction of the right. chair, a yes and reward. And then once they're readily offering that and happy to offer that, I'm going to wait for a little bit further. Now I might wait for them to actually get to the chair. Now I might wait for them to get to the chair and put their head slightly under. I, I can use reward placement to my advantage. Mm-hmm. If, for example, when my dog gets to the chair... I say yes and reward close to the chair, then that really helps to build the desire to keep interacting with that chair. Mm -hmm. Right. So I can slowly get from a dog who has no idea what I'm looking for to a dog that says, okay, I'm supposed to go under this chair. And I can build that behavior from Mm -hmm. there just by asking him to guess a little bit closer and closer and closer to that end goal piece.
1: Right. Yes. We do have a video on shaping Mm -hmm. on our YouTube channel. So if you go to McCann Dogs YouTube Mm -hmm. and type in shaping, you'll find a video there's a couple of them yeah that that show a little bit more because it can be a little bit of a harder concept to grasp yes and it's an exercise in patience too yeah yes
0: and uh, quite honestly when i start shaping with a young puppy my goal is just to get them offering behaviors yes so i want my puppy to be like i'm confident enough to guess Mm -hmm. you know we're in this scenario and there's a chance to earn reward Mm -hmm. i'm confident enough to guess that maybe it has something to do with this over here or maybe it has something to do with that Mm -hmm. the worst thing that happens with shaping if they don't get it right they just don't get a reward. They right. don't get marked, and mm-hmm. they don't get a reward, and we just keep waiting, or we set it up so that they have an easier time of at uh, of of guessing right. Yes, you yes, know?
1: yes. Do you have a behavior that you've shaped that yeah. is quite? And
0: I've done a ton of shaping right. with my dogs over the years. I really enjoy watching mm-hmm. what they might throw at right. me. Um, I've I've shaped rear leg lifts. I've shaped all sorts of different backup behaviors, and I, I think the sky is really the limit when right. it comes yeah. to shaping. Mm-hmm. Because it's just what your imagination comes up with. Right, and it's yes. just what your dog offers, right? Mm-hmm. If I were to put any sort of prop in the middle of the floor, my dog would probably want to interact with it. Yes. And if I started to yes and reward mm-hmm. that, he would go right into shaping mode. Right, oh, yes. okay, we're working. We're doing that. We're yes. doing this thing. I, yeah.
1: I taught Honda to uh, ride along a skateboard with, uh, nice. with yeah, shaping. Perfect, like, yeah. yeah he, you know, you put it down and right away he wants to interact with it and yeah. he tries putting his feet up. Then mm-hmm. finally he moves it a little bit yeah. and- Yes. Yeah. Yes. Actually, he hasn't had a good skateboard ride in a while. I oh, should get I should get it need, out. Yeah, absolutely. Ty, actually, Ty took it away with him to university. So we, we're skateboardless <gasps> at another home. One. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, some of our students in our members only program have been having some fun with skateboarding mm-hmm. stuff as well. And one of our students actually came across a skateboard discarded in the trash on the street. And she oh. picked it up and brought it home. I think she replaced a wheel. Right. And then and uh, she paint- did some painting. Did she? Yep. And yep. it's beautiful right. and yes. ready
1: for Java to have some fun, fun. with yes. Oh, yes. So skateboards. So, yeah, skateboard is that's a fun little trick to yeah. teach your dog, yes. Yeah.
0: Garage sales are usually good places to find skateboards. Right, or yes. You know, maybe places like Value Village and mm-hmm. whatnot. Would Where have the they? used ones, yeah. yeah. And you can get one for cheap for your dog that's already a little bit scuffed up and mm-hmm. cracked and what all
1: right so. yeah <laughs> methods are so fun right. when it comes to shaping and so. one one of uh nant instructor nancy her dog plays basketball mm-hmm. and i know she taught that by shaping and yeah, it's well, so she much showed fun off that trick last night right at our okay, lesson okay. One. yeah and she's yeah. got like a little kid's basketball net that's very low and the yeah. dog uh, drops a ball in and uh, the crowd goes wild nothing but net <laughs> <laughs> nothing but net
0: nothing but net. she goes for points and then right? she goes for the rebound it's perfect yes perfect. yeah
1: so yeah there's so many fun yeah. things that you can teach your dog
0: and then There's also
1: multi-purposes for some tricks.
0: So let's talk specifically about the shake-a-paw trick. Right, okay. So shake-a-paw is usually one of the first tricks that we will start with our young puppies Mm -hmm. because it's an easy one to teach. It's usually pretty easy Mm -hmm. to get them to the point where they're going, okay, you know what, take my paw, take my paw, take my paw. And all you're going to do to get there. So if you were to lure shake-a-paw, what would that look like?
1: I would have the puppy sitting in front of me, so I'd lure them into a sit, and then what I would do is I would take the treat just above their nose, and I'd lure it off on an angle, kind of up in the air, kind of beyond their shoulder. Mm -hmm. Picture the dog, like, stretching. So the puppy says, I want that treat. So they they got to stretch, and as they stretch, the opposite leg is going to come up, just to kind of give them a bit more balance. The moment I see the paw move, yes, and I'm going to take it in my other hand and reward. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And very quickly, dogs figure out, oh, you know what? I lift this paw and I get a reward. Mm -hmm. Hey, how about that? And this is them with early learning systems Mm -hmm. figuring out how to give us what we're looking for and figuring out how to think and how to learn and how to offer. You know, I I, I think it's amazing that... um, our dogs are so adept at learning and figuring out the things that we wanna do because they don't even necessarily know that they're supposed to be learning. Mm -hmm. Like I always compare it to us going to school and we go to school and we sit in, well Mm -hmm. we did, go to school and sit in desks and we had a quiet environment to work in or a collective environment Mm -hmm. to work in. Like we were set up for optimal learning. And we knew that we were there to learn. You know, on some level, you knew that. Our dogs don't even necessarily know that. So to get that interest in things that we're doing, sometimes we need to be creative and we need to have some fun. We need to make it rewarding Mm. for the dogs. So this is a perfect way of getting started with your young puppies. Mm. So if I were to... if I were to use other methods to teach a shake-a-paw. So if, for example, I was using capturing, I would have to wait for the dog to offer that naturally, which
1: mm-hmm. some dogs do. do. Some dogs, yeah, dogs absolutely. do, yeah, Some
0: dogs are very paw Actually, I have a picture of the, um, the first moment I met Reggie. <laughs> Way back when. Uh-huh. Um, and... He was very paw-y his entire life, and the very first second I met him, my sister snapped a picture, and it's uh. me with this look on my face that you can just tell I'm just so overjoyed uh-huh. to meet this puppy. I right. had to I had to drive down to Virginia Beach to pick him up because he was from a breeder. Oh, he Virginia. was a beach yeah, bum. Yeah, he was hmm. a beach bum. Um, so I drove down and got out of the car and walked up, and she basically had this this puppy in her hands. And the picture is of me with this glorious smile on my face you, and just you need, like huge. You need and to show me this picture. His paw touching me in the middle. Like he just basically reached out and said hello with his paw. And he I just know. Did that I think he was reaching out, life. going, No, no Shannon, stop. No, stop. This can't be my fate. <laughs> it can't be my fate. <laughs> I think he was giving me a high five there. No, but truly, he was He's a very pie dog. He was trying dog. to kick you. I could have captured probably. Boot, boop, get out of here. <laughs> I could have captured um, the shake paw, the high five with him right. very easily. Mm-hmm. Some dogs aren't pie no. like that, so yes. you might not be able to do the capturing thing, right. or it might take you a lot longer. Mm-hmm you can shape through these things as well but it's something that's really it's more conducive for, mm-hmm, Luring. for Luring. so yes and this is what's nice about having different methods of mm-hmm. training we I, I, we're, i'm not a purist at all are you a purist no no, no, no. i use anything and everything. i have no
1: loyalties <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were loyal to me uh, other than you shannon oh yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah and like
0: the methods that we use to teach our dogs can range so much, but it's so important to be able to tap into different tools. You mm. know, that, that old saying, if every problem you have is a nail, you, or no, if the only tool you have is a, is a hammer, you better hope every problem is a nail. Mm. that's it that's better that's i've you never know, heard that saying it's a great thing it's so true right you know, stack your toolbox right. with as much as you can exactly, and learn about yes. all the different learning methods mm-hmm. because some learning is conducive to some specific behaviors and other learning is more conducive to other behaviors right. and if you have the best of all worlds you're never going to come up short
1: when right. it comes yes. to teaching something to your dog yeah and every dog learns differently like some dogs learn very well by capturing mm-hmm. other dogs struggle with it more yeah. uh so you need to teach the do- you know, train the dog in front of you. Yes. So, you know, know that no one cookie cutter is going to work for every single dog.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that is just fact. That's just mm-hmm. the way it goes. The more you know, the more you can help, the right. more you can train it, the more yep. you can break it down. You,
1: you're never done learning in dog training. Never, oh never, gosh, never. No. There's always something to learn. And thank goodness for that. Yes. Like
0: I, I love the mental stimulation of learning new stuff. Mm-hmm. I love hitting on new right. things and being like, that's so cool. Like, I wish I had known
1: that, Yeah. Day. you know? how like, many years ago imagine how boring it would be to know everything oh it would be boring well, it's exciting yeah. to learn it's motivating and exciting one and day i will know yeah you will it, know. <laughs> it is it truly yes. is yes really, truly like is. the dis- discovering something new is yeah. is just so much fun yeah yes i agree mm-hmm. it's mentally stimulating right. it
0: doesn't matter how old we
1: get we right want, we want to keep
0: learning right it's, just,
1: it's important too. right so And dog, really dog skill. training is per, is Perfect for that. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We can always tell the students who are still learning when they come into class, mm-hmm. the students who are used to, you know, upgrading their education right. or their work or whatever the case yep. may be versus the students who have sort of stagnated in learning because learning itself is a skill. Mm-hmm. It really is. Right. So keep learning. Even if it's even if it's something really little and outside the box. Right. Keep learning. Right. That training's great. But anything that you, anything can, learn you can learn is, learn. is gonna yes. serve you very mm-hmm. well. Um, so when it comes to that shake a paw, the, the shake a paw is a great trick because it has so many other tricks oh, that we can yes, tackle yes, to it. Yes. We call it the three and one. Mm-hmm. So what's the uh what's the second trick you would pull out of a shake a paw?
1: You could do a wave. You could do a wave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but the actually the be- easiest one to go then is a high five. Yes. So for yeah, the I shake agree. a paw, my palm is up. For the high five, I make the high five shape. Yes. Then it can also turn into a wave, and it can also turn into sore paw. I used to say to cowboy, "Is your paw sore?" And she'd hold up her leg, even though her paw wasn't sore. But (laughs) oh, poor cowboy is a sore paw. Yeah, it was just yeah. It was. I remember my son used to do that constantly. I, you know, I think that was his favorite trick that she did was show her sore paw. Yeah, mm-hmm. Reggie would have a very
0: high wave, like mm-hmm. it was just adorable. He would throw it way up there. Way he's up a there. keener. When keener. I say to Ned wave, he basically just does sore paw. He like lifts his foot just about this much off the ground, mm-hmm. and then it was so adorable that I just started rewarding right, that. Yeah. So that became well, he's his, much
1: he's much cooler about pa. it. He's not yeah. a nerd. Oh, he's a coolie. He's a cool guy. He's a cool, <laughs> he's a right. cool dude. Whereas Reggie. <laughs> Nerd. Nerd? No. (laughs) It's the other way around.
0: Ned's such a nerd. (laughs) Right. She was too.
1: Oh, man.
0: Anyways. So, shake a paw, turns to high five, turns to wave. So, you've got three tricks in one Mm -hmm. there. And soar. And four. So, paw, oh right, four. It's, now it's four. You could also do cross your feet. You could do like there's so many things that we right. can do with, with paws. Right. I actually have taught Cross Your Feet. We have a Cross Your Feet workshop. Yep. If anybody is interested in that, mm-hmm. in um on our online site, if you go to McCannDogs.com, you can check out all the workshops yep. that I we have available. Nancy
1: used a, be a lady. She's a lady, yeah. Be a lady, and yeah. her dog crosses, crosses her paws. Through paws. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. very queen Very demure. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> very, very. So what else can you think about in terms of practical application for that shake a paw trick
1: well uh your dog's used to offering a paw so i can they can offer the paw to dry it off on these muddy days right now in southern ontario we are living in a mud pit we are now it's supposed to change today we're supposed to start getting freezing weather but uh there's a lot of paw paw wiping that's going on all over southern ontario oh my (laughs) goodness
0: isn't that a fact right yes So much, yeah. so yeah. I mean, that comes in handy, right? This so we actually just talked about nail trims, nail and trimming, handling yep. feet, and how important that mm-hmm. is for our overall dog's health. So here's another way of saying me touching your feet is a really positive right. thing, yes. right? And and it it can be used, right. for, You know, I can take a towel and I can say shake, and mm-hmm. then I can use that towel to sort of rub my dog's feet,
1: right? Yeah, and so that's I be great. One time I was on a walk with Cowboy and. She stepped on a sucker, like on a lollipop. Oh. That was covered in ants and a sticky Ew. gooey summer mess. And I had to remove ants, sticky sucker, and all off her feet. And it was really gross. So I was so glad that she wasn't panicked about getting her foot her foot touched. Yeah. So yeah, so it, no more dropping lollipops on the ground, kids. <laughs>
0: no more lollipops yeah sticks. or
1: spitting gum out too that could land it on your feet too. yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. oh my
0: god but yeah it's
1: so practical and right like
0: checking for birds yeah, or, or po- ticks yeah
1: ticks oh, or or ticks little bit. big one i remember um cowboy had webbed feet not webbed like a newfoundland but a different type of webbing uh mm-hmm. the breeds bred to run on sand mm-hmm. so they had a little bit of a different foot construction between her pads i found mm-hmm. and she used to get like gravel or grit often caught in there too, and it would cut up her feet. So if I had been been like in a gritty type surface, I would often open up her her toes, spread them and just use my finger to brush out all the grit that was caught in those webs. And I bet that that- that was something that made yes. me feel better after yes, the fact. Yes, definitely. So definitely appreciated. Mm. It. Yeah, th- it's
0: never a mistake to help your dog understand that you handling them is a good thing. Yes. And something that you should be working on. So I think that that's a fabulous use mm. for a shake-a-paw trick. All right, I'm going to reach into our toolbox.
1: Into here. the toolbox. Woohoo! It's here? really a question box. There, there it is.
0: Is the question box. I have a big one. Okay. Oh, let's see if I can read this. All righty. So my eight-month-old Corgi Aussie pup is super smart. (laughs) We've been using your videos since before we picked her up. She knows a lot and is in puppy school, but one issue we are still having is her being overexcited and only ever able to calm down for like two seconds before she starts to rapid fire tricks, bark, and act frustrated during training sessions. Any suggestions for this? Her overexcitement extends with meeting new people, and when we arrive at puppy school, jumping and pulling to the extreme, we have been very committed and persistent with different tactics, but do you have anything out of the ordinary that might help us? Thank you so much. Awesome question. This is a great question. A lot of the times I think that we overdo it with the action thing and we don't balance that out enough Mm -hmm. by doing the calm thing. Yes. So um, I will say that for as much time as I spend training action behaviors with my dogs, I probably spend twice as much, if not three times as much training calming behaviors as well. Because I don't like a lot of excitement in the house. I like a calm house. Mm -hmm. I like my dogs to. I let my dogs up on the couch as long as they are, you know, touting the rules and there's no and issue not covered there. in mud and not covered in mud yeah well i do have couch covers for those incidents uh-huh. because <laughs> tollers are not well and you do live in the, the, you live in the country i too, do yes. live in the mucky country yep. and tollers are not a breed for the fastidious mm-hmm. like they're there you will you will be upset very 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 quickly i have had to learn to live with it mm-hmm. because i like things to be very very clean and unfortunately tollers are muckers <laughs> They're incredible muckers. So, right? yeah. but so back to our question mm-hmm. here. I want my house to be calm. I don't want dogs that are always on right. when they're in the house. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times, especially I find this is especially true with us as sport people. Mm-hmm. We tend to do a lot with our dogs. We bring them out and we rev them and we run and we tug and we play and we, you know, want the mm-hmm. best speed possible right. for agility and fly ball. So we pump them and we get them excited and we really show them their power mm-hmm. and that excitement. We need to be doing just as much To counter that. Yes. Because the dog that comes out and ends up just feeling wild feelings anytime they're out is always going to have that association. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that just for just as many times as i bring my dog out for action i bring him out twice as much to go and lie down or hop up on the couch and lie down or go on their own beds and lie down depending right. on the scenario that i'm mm-hmm. working on i create and cultivate calm behavior in the house because that's what i want right. and that's what i like mm-hmm. when we are working when we're in our specific training spaces when we're out and about that's the time for excitement that's the time for wild running through the mud so mm-hmm. that you can you know right. then get your your paws wiped right. off after but I want to make sure that I do the balanced, Thing, and I spend just as much time training the calm behaviors and creating that off switch, especially with our busy dogs, mm-hmm. right? Well, some of these breeds, they're bred to work. Right.
1: They are bred to work full time. Right. And they become very stimulated by motion. Absolutely, yes.
0: absolutely. And I'm just going to look at this again. Yeah, so Corgi, Pop. pup. That would, like, yes. This is a busy dog. This mm-hmm. is a Corgi that's bred to herd and this is an Aussie that's bred to herd. And both of those dogs need to be powerful in that herding. They need to be able to move swiftly they Mm -hmm. need to be able to react swiftly Mm -hmm. you know one of the reasons that the corgi is the stature that they are and the size that they are is so that they are underneath the cows right but they still need to be able to
1: to, to jump yes. out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that your corgis were incredibly nimble. They were very, very, yeah. yes. It, it's surprising because they have such a, a stout little frame yeah. but they could move yeah. and they can snake that head in very quickly and snake it out. And
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not the type of dog that is naturally going to go towards calm tendencies. Right. You know, you might have a Mastiff that has natural tendencies to hang out on the couch all day and mm-hmm. just chillax and has natural inclination to right. be calm versus a working dog, like an Aussie, a Corgi, those mm-hmm. are two working dogs in one, that dog's natural inclination is going to be go, 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 go. So we need to train the stop part. Right. We need to train the off mm-hmm. switch. We need to help that dog understand how to have emotional control, how to make good decisions mm-hmm. when there's action going on so that we truly can help that dog live right. a perfect life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, balance it out. You know, it's not really outside the box thinking. I don't think that's what's needed in this Mm -hmm. scenario. I think that for your average working dog, you just need to make sure that you're spending time Mm -hmm. teaching that calm, quiet behavior as well. So hopefully that helps. There's Mm -hmm. another question in our bin if you would like to jump on.
1: Okay. Next question. I like the idea of shake, but could this cause begging at the table or pawing for attention? I'm getting a multi poo soon. Love your videos. Oh, that's nice. Well, I'm glad you love our videos. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And multi poo's cute little yes. dogs. Yeah, yes. such a cute little dog. Now, um, yes, it can. Absolutely. It can for yeah. sure. And I, I talked about that earlier. Cowboy recognized that people were walking around with food, mm-hmm. and Cowboy said, I, I have an idea how to get food. Yeah. Offer my paw. Offer my paw. Now, with a young dog, If they came up to me at the table and started doing that, and then I started feeding them from the table, Mm -hmm. then I've rewarded that behavior and it's going to perpetuate. Mm -hmm. So I'm only going to reward the behavior when I've asked for it. Yeah. So if, if I'm at the kitchen table or, and I'm eating and cowboy comes over and starts waving her foot at me, I'm not going to acknowledge her. I'm going to completely ignore her and make sure she gets nothing yeah absolutely
0: and you know there are times when our dogs try to persist mm-hmm. in getting us to engage with them in situations where we're not wanting to engage in that moment so again this is about balance it's about saying you know what yes i've taught you how to shake a paw and i've built value for that right. shake a paw but i've also built value for you just chilling out right. i've also built value for this thing when i say okay that's enough you know if my if ned for example was coming to me with a toy this happens all the time mm-hmm. because ned is a retriever ned is a mm-hmm. toller. he's He's got lots of, uh, you know, get up and go Mm -hmm. to him. Busy breed and very, very diehard retriever. Mm -hmm. Loves, loves, loves to chase anything and retrieve anything and does it ad nauseum. And if I allow it, Mm -hmm. he will plunk toys in my lap all night long. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes I go, oh, yeah, you're a good boy. Yeah, we'll play a bit here. And I throw the toy. Mm -hmm. And other times I say, nope, buddy, not right now. And when I say not right now, I mean... Not right now. Right. And a lot of times people will try their best to say not right now. And then the dog keeps persisting mm-hmm. and they go, oh, you're so cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll throw it once. Right. And then the dog goes, okay, I persevere. That not right now thing doesn't mean anything. Right. Versus when I say not right now, mm-hmm. it never I'm works. No, yes. We are not playing mm-hmm. with that toy. You can keep throwing it at me all you want. It is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. If he gets obnoxious, I would just take the toy away. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't let that continue. Right. But I also... Never give in. I never let those puppy dog guys, as hard as it is. Right, yeah. Sometimes I look at Kip and I just start laughing with my partner, Kip. I just start laughing because I think, like, like, seriously, how cute is right, this yes. right now? Like, look at the, right. the, the look that I'm getting and his head's down yes. and he's bleeding and he's mm. got this toy hanging out of his mouth. Right. But I will never give in. Mm-hmm. I will hold strong, my resolve for the <laughs> cute dog face will hold strong right.
1: because then and, he goes. Yeah, right, and there's sometimes you feel guilty too. Like sometimes yeah. I'll come home from work and I sit down and I just want to have 10 minutes of peace to myself. Yeah, absolutely. And then all of a sudden there's Honda. And he's got this like floppy toy. And he's so, his little <laughs> yeah, eyes are please. so bright and he's dropped it on my lap. And he's just like, he's ready to go. Yeah. And I think, oh, the poor little guy's been home all day alone. Yeah. But I don't feel like it. No. and So- yeah, but I st- I stand fast. I yeah. say, you know, what, we're gonna we'll do it later. Like we'll play later, and then I do Absolutely. make sure I give him some nice attention later. Yeah, it's so important that we we
0: have some semblance of control in these scenarios, mm-hmm. and we're not living by our dog's rules, right? Because even though that seems like a benign thing, right? My dog says, "Please throw my toy for me," and I give in and throw the toy for him. It's actually pushy on his part. And if he says, okay, I can demand things from you in this scenario, that means he probably thinks he can demand things in this scenario over here as well. And I'm actually making my life a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And I'm also not being consistent with my dog. So with Ned, for example, I joke about the the cute face, but once I say, not right now, it's done. And he knows. Mm -hmm. He goes, okay, I know you're never giving in. I'm never getting reinforcement past Mm -hmm. that at this point. So he gives up. I mean, he's... Nearly seven, so mm-hmm. he knows at this point that not right now means not it's right not now. happening, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so nice to have that. Right. You know, and you do see his demeanor change completely. He's mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. of what I'm saying to him. Right. No, we're not playing with this right now. Mm-hmm. But if I gave in on occasion, right, that you'd have would end up yep,
1: being, you'd yeah, you'd have more battles and more confusion on his yeah, part. Like, why absolutely. isn't she throwing it? It works before.
0: Yeah, yes. absolutely. Well, hopefully that has answered the question. And congratulations on your puppy coming home. Hopefully you have everything in order, and you're going to have a blast with your puppy. Multi mm-hmm. poo, that's really cute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have
1: a blast teaching tricks everybody. right yeah I, oh and I, I drop love in the them. comments put down some tricks that you've taught your dog oh, yeah. What's yeah, your we, yeah what's your favorite what's your favorite give yeah. us some ideas yeah give too. us ideas yeah, yeah we, we're always looking for new ideas absolutely so any, yeah anything cool or just anything really we love to see what you guys are up to yeah. with your
0: dogs our, um, our members only posts there's a lot of people who have taught their dogs like multi-chain behaviors like opening the cupboard pulling out a bowl closing the cupboard giving the bowl to the human things like that so cool yes so many cool things right. and, and so yeah. helpful too Yeah, yes. Back chaining is another way of teaching Mm -hmm. behaviors. I don't think we're going to get into that now, but there's so many different training methods out there, and so fun. And you know what? Play with them, even if they're ones that you don't like. Eventually, give them a shot. Right. See what you think, and then decide from there. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. (laughs) That was a fun episode to do. On that
1: note, I'm Instructor Shannon. Instructor Swanee. Happy training. Bye bye. The McCann Dogs Podcast is brought to you by McCann Professional Dog Trainers. We help dog owners to have a well-behaved, four-legged family member. Please give us a call at 905-659-1888 or visit us at McCannDogs.com. Happy training!